And one day I said, I don't eat any more unhappy meat. Welcome to Italy Inside Out. I'm your host, Andrea Aldrich. One of the reasons I enjoy bringing small groups to Italy is because I'm able to share with them hidden gems not accessible for large groups. One of my favorite of these special places is the incredible organic farm and restaurant of Poderio Casale, located on a hill and hidden away some distance along a dirt road in Tuscany. It offers views of Pienza, Montechielo, Mount Amiata, and the Val d'Orcia. Sandra, who is my guest today, and her husband Ulisse, bought this land, a combination of field and forest, from a farmer who wanted to retire in the 1990s, and beginning with one chicken and a sheep, they have created what is a many-faceted agricultural endeavor. Today they have many chickens, goats, sheep, pigs, donkeys, cats, and honeybees, and, oh yes, peacocks. They grow olives, grapes, make pecorino and goat milk cheeses. They produce olive oil, wine, honey, and pasta made from the ancient grains they grow. The restaurant is truly farm to table, and the food is prepared according to the season. They also offer cooking classes, tours of their farm, truffle hunts, and camping accommodations. I am so pleased to introduce Sandra Schmidig to share with us the story of the nearly 30-year evolution of Puderi Il Casale. Hello, Sandra. How are you? Hi to everybody. I'm doing well. We are still in farm work, as you announced it. We are also a farm. We are not just a restaurant. So uh, it keeps us busy. What is good? <laughs> had any, either of you had experience on a farm before? You're from Switzerland, right? Yeah, yes. we are from Zurich. Originally. And yes. so had you had farm experience before you started this? Absolutely not. We are city people. Zurich is a small city. We are at the end, we have all farmers as uh, grandparents because, you know, Switzerland is a farm country originally. And, uh, but we had completely not experienced farming. We had our own business, me and Ulisse. Uh, so we were manager of music groups, not musicians. We were sound engineers. We had a company, a little label for little groups, not big groups, not industrial, but little came uh, also groups from other countries, worldwide music, um, jazz, in the 80s, even some hardcore punk. Really? <laughs> little, little groups. Well, uh, we had a lot to do with studios and um, concerts, culture work. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yes. And so how did it change? What changed you? Why did you want to start the farm? Yeah, you know, it came slowly, slowly. Because um, uh, in the eighties, I start. I cooked like in a restaurant. We cooked a lot for groups, which stayed a week for us. We on the tournees had food restriction. Some were vegan, some were vegetarian, and slowly, slowly, I started to realize how food was made. I went more and more interested, 
And one day I said, I don't eat any more unhappy meat. I means it sounds a bit funny, but it's the reason was that I said, I don't want to have an animal in my plate, which had not a good life. I don't want eggs from chickens, which never see the, the sky. So I did not eat any more meat. I said, I don't touch that. And more and more came, came this interest because in the 80s, you could not today in Europe, everything what you buy, it's written, it's free range. Vegetable is organic or not organic. The egg is an industrial egg, a cage egg, or it's a free range egg. And so today it's much more easy, but then it was not like that. And so we had this idea to go to a place to make everything what ends up in our place. And this is how we started this farm in a warm country with a lot of sun. That's why Italy and not Switzerland. Oh, that was my next question. Why did you choose Italy? Okay. Yeah. Uh, we were looking for a place where we, you know, uh, in a colder country like we with a lot of mountains, you work at the end six months. And I want to do, I love warm areas. Me and Ulisse's parents were a lot in Italy. So my father had a business in Italy, in Ischia. And the father of Ulisse, he was, um, let's say, in the insurance, but really high. So he did all the foreign uh, countries. So he had the office in Rome. So we were connected with Italy. That's why it's Italy. I spoke perfect Italian and it was my place to go yeah and how did you find the place where you did was it already a farm when you bought it or did you start from scratch three and four hundred years old uh-huh. we were looking for a place w- which we can pay <laughs> it was not we did not have the millions just to say i take that so we were looking a bit more in north italy but I did not like it. They said it's like Switzerland. Foggy. Piemonte is really nice, but more foggy, more cold. And then somebody told us, which I knew in Siena, go to this Val d'Orcia, Orcia Valley. Nobody knows about. It's so poor there. People are, it's an underdeveloped area. Go to Pienza. I never heard in the 80s about Pienza. Montalcino, yes, for the wine, Montepulciani, but Val d'Orcia and Pienza, which is just in the middle. Nobody knew. So we came to look here and we found the farmhouse, which today is in the heritage of UNESCO. You know, the valley is protected and also our farmhouse because it's about three, four hundred years old. It's an old place. It was an active farm, yes, of an old, older man. He had just one child, which did not want to farm, and he was looking for somebody. And it was hard because nobody saw a future in this area. So it was hard to sell and it has 100 acres of forest, so a lot of forest. Nobody wanted that. Even me, today I'm happy because we have a lot of truffles. <laughs> we go tracking with the sheep. So today it's nice, but then I said, what shall I do with 100 acres uh, forest and other 100 acres land? It's a big, big farm. So you have, two, so you have 200 acres in total then at this point? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's big. It's big. But he did not want to give it away with less. That's why we ended up here. <laughs> he was really nice. He, we lived some months together in the beginning because he, his house was not finished. <laughs> and we lived with the 90 years old, his parents and with him and his wife. And for other 15 years, he showed us later with no payment, nothing, 
how to farm. So when we were here, he was like a father for us. How to drive a tractor. We had one sheep and one chicken because we didn't know how to farm. So he showed us how to milk, how to make a cheese. But we did it in our old farmhouse. And uh, so how to make a... I started to eat again meat because I realized that meat is included in the farm life because if you have an old chicken, which don't make any more eggs, or you give her to the forest, <laughs> back to the nature, and then a fox eat it, or you make soup. So, because the farmer did that, so we did soup with her. So, that's why I realized again that in a farm, in a countryside life, the animal or meat is also included. So, we built it up the farm, which we have today and with him. And did you, when did the restaurant open for the public? 1960, 1996, a long time ago. Yeah. Because we were really interested in cooking. So I started with a vegetable garden alone, eh? two people, me and him, sometimes some volunteers. We uh, had the vineyard, which was here, wow. San Giovese grapes, which we still have. We had about five, six hundred olive trees, which we still have. We planted more. There were about 40 acres grain, cereal in rotation. You know, they filmed the gladiator down. So when he's walking in these grains, we do all ancient grains, but we had that uh, because it's a, a, a grain, a cereal valley. So they do a lot of uh, crops here. And um, so we started with what we had and build it up slowly, slowly, more and more animals. So then you had 10 sheep, then you had 20, and we loved cooking. So I started for myself to make a little farm restaurant. So there was just one table, one meal, and maybe 20 people could sit on the long table. And that's so we started like that. No room. Till today, we don't have guest rooms. We have just a restaurant because in the rooms which we have, I have my cooking classroom. We have an inside a restaurant, which was in an old stable. And we have the terrace. So we always were interested to cook, to make the homemade bread. Uh, but really, really small, 1996, we started like that. And uh, You have camping sites too, and did that start soon after that, after the restaurant or before? Together, oh. together. We cooked for the campsite, ah. also camping. Was and then some, you know, trekking groups came. It was not like today, because slowly, slowly, the more more people knew about us then you did more tables people asked to come and I had a chef with me then you have maybe another chef and now we have 200 milk sheep mm. we make our pecorino just raw milk we don't I've tasted milk. your pecorino molto bello molto buono I'm happy you like it then we have goats you know we have also goats to share the goat cheese we um, have piglets in the forest. They run. Oh, oh really? <laughs> Running piglets. They're not wild we pigs. So they're just free. No, absolutely mm -hmm. not. It's a black one. Maybe you know the Cinta Senese, mm -hmm. which is a black oh. uh, ancient breed from here with a white belt. And they they live in the forest, with a, but they have a fence. It's a house uh, pig, but they live free. So we can give the leftovers. The way, you know, the way when you make cheese, 
We have a huge vegetable garden. We have a beautiful garden. Now we are picking saffron. We are collecting saffron. We have uh, truffles in the forest. And um, we do wine, oil. So we do, at the end, everything. This was also a bit the, the dream and the idea. Make from your brain flour, bread, pasta, everything. Made from your milk from the animal, uh, yogurt, quark, uh, cheese, milk products. Uh, make of your grapes, wine. Do everything what you have. Transform it all. We have honeybees. That's important on a farm. I was reading about your bees, and that was an interesting story. It's not a story, an interesting fact about the honeybees, since they fly so close to their hive, that um, that they were frozen and sent to uh, laboratories so they could test if someone was was burning illegally. They're very sensitive to their environment, the bees. Yeah, they were really... We had big problems last year that somebody sprayed in the flowers, you know, the ah. pesticides, and mm-hmm. the bees died. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. It's, it's not allowed to, to um, use pesticides. And uh, when, the, 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 when the bees started to fly, because they go in these flowers, which are... And uh, our beehives died. Half of them were... All there. of them. Not all of them, not, but mostly all. Terrible. Oh, that's yeah. too bad. Yeah, they're so sensible. And the bee is so important because the bee is the, makes the impollination, but the, they, uh, you need it for the fruits, you need it for everything, yeah. yeah. What, did, they, did you find out who had sprayed the pesticide? Not, no, no. No? We were thinking who it is, but we had also the forestry which came. But, you know, at the end it's so hard. Yeah, yeah, to find mm, out. That's too bad. Yeah, it's too bad, yeah, yeah. I was also interested in learning about the fact that you make your own pasta from your own yeah. grain that you grow. Will you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we have, um, you know, we are growing ancient grains. Ancient grains are grains which are not so, pop. you know, today, since 10 years, everybody's gluten intolerant. But we know that it's not the gluten. Before nobody did tell about it's that today the 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 cereal is too powerful, too strong. You know, you we say also modified. It's not really modified, but it's you make it stronger, stronger with more gluten. So they raise better. It's easier to work, and um, also of course the pesticides, the glyphosate is, is makes it. But this. Powerful grains, modern grains, are difficult for the body to digest. And this makes it, it's not celiac. Celiac is another thing. It's the body of sensitive people say, I don't digest that. I feel bad. And then <laughs> so many people are coming and say, I'm in, intolerant for gluten. I don't feel well. I went to the doctor. So often now they found out if you start to eat ancient grains, Senatore Capelli, these are the names. The one which are also a spelt, spelt flower. Your body has no problems. So we are growing these ancient grains. Mostly everybody in this valley. These are also the ones which are really high. That's why the gladiator, when you see the film, when he's walking, is high grains. Uh, these are the old kinds, which are much better for us. So we do, I always say, also in my cooking classes, I defend gluten. It's important. It's the sticker. 
gluten is what connects when you work the, uh, the pizza dough, when you work the, the bread dough, you have to work so the gluten can activate and makes it like a chewing gum. You can stretch the pizza dough, which you can not do by a gluten-free pasta or dough. And I defend the good fat, so a good fat from an animal or which is healthy or to olive oil, good oil is really important. And I defend also the good bacteria, the raw milk, you know, the good probiotics are the positive bacteria. So I say also the gluten is something, you know, we should go a step back again, grow simple products, grow natural grow um, with not has not to be organic certified we are but uh, don't use uh, pesticides and this is um, also slow food uh, spirit we are slow food farm slow food is a university in italy for good food See, that started in the north right of italy absolutely in piemonte in mm-hmm. Bra, it's nearby Piemonte. It's a, made from an Italian man. He's now, I think, about 80. When the first fast food started, he said, we cannot lose our good Italian traditions. Eat seasonal, eat fresh, go in your backyard. And he built it, this university of the flavors, which a lot of students also from the States, from Europe, come, they do the master there. And then they're a kind food engineers, not farmers. And it's a really, really, and you can be a slow food farm. We are a slow food farm. You produce clean, uh, you use um, seasonal, you you use heirloom beans. We have about 10 different tomatoes, heirloom tomatoes, you know, old seeds. And you can be a slow food restaurant. They have a little snail is is the symbol. So, you know, also in Monte Folonico nearby here, it's uh, nearby Pienza, is a restaurant which we know, and um, they use just seasonal what they have local meat, not meat which they buy from far away. Or you can be a slow food member like you, maybe you have a member card, and we got a slow food Cuba, slow food Seattle, slow food New York, slow food Zurich, Val d'Orcia. It's a network of um, groups. And uh, you can be a member of that. So, you know, the farm nearby, which has natural bees, you know. Also, we use homeopathic, not just about natural. We, we make natural medicines. We have a vet doctor. He's a normal vet doctor, also a professor for homeopathic natural um, medicine animals. Huh? So, everything against parasites. Against um, if they have an illness, must eat this. You, you to use it with the drops, which he tells us in the drinking water, and it's working. So, if absolutely he says now we need an antibiotic, we give it. It's not that we let die an animal, but the cats, the dogs, the peacocks. You know my peacocks. Everybody is treated natural, homeopathic. So the meat and the milk is completely, let's say, natural. Yeah, yeah. Very good. That's great. And so you're, are you harvesting the olives now? Isn't this about yes, time? Yes, we are yeah. doing a good season. You see, oh, good. the year has also positive. So everybody of us, we had a lot of problems. The last years, maybe you heard about, no yeah. leaves in Tuscany or in, in Italy generally because it was too dry. And once we had the flood because of the climate change, we have um, bugs, flies, worms, which go uh-huh. in the in the olive, so they all fall down because it's too warm at the end, uh, the whole year. 
And this year, we had everybody of us a really good harvest. That's good. You need something good this year. Really positive. Not just us. Everybody's happy around. A lot of olives, good olives, beautiful olives. We are still harvesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> how, many, how many bottles or liters of olive oil do you think you'll get out of this harvest? Oh, that's hard for me to say because we have some trees which you need two days. They are so big. To, to wow. I don't know now, really. Some thousand bottles for sure. Wow, but that's great. We are happy. That's a good, good. We had a good season also for the vegetables in spring. The only thing oh, we missed the guest. <laughs> we had problems. Yeah. You know the milk. We are a farm. I'm happy to have this farm. It keeps you move in move. It's beautiful to see. They go on. Uh, of course, with these uh, lockdowns and pandemic, we have big, big problems. No guests, little guests. We are still open. We open, but of course, a lot places around, they did not even open. We, were, we are also a family farm. I have five sons. We have five sons, so two of them work with us. We have employed people. Normally, we, we have about 15 employed on the farm. Because the farming, the restaurants, the cooks, the cleaning, doing the cheese, all that. The, the farm side was active, but we missed the restaurant. The restaurant pays the farm. I tell you, this is a reality that we can pay our work with you, with guests, with people which come to visit. They give us, um, they eat the products, they enjoy the product. But this is also what keep, keeps the, the payment of all, not to pay without, unfortunately. And Believe me, I wish I was able yeah, to come I know, <laughs> this year. I know, I know. But we had European guests, but it's, it's not the same. We missed a lot of people. And well, we'll be back I sometime. Hope, I hope. <laughs> yes, I think we have some requests for next year also. But no, it's really... Not like other years. Other years, they it's a booking. Then in spring, they said, okay, we change for autumn. But then autumn also, also for us, was nothing. And so now people are saying, yes, maybe we would like to pre-book, but we don't know. It's, uh, it's also yeah. normal. Also, and then they may have to cancel. So. Yeah, yeah, and this is really bad because it's still not resolved, the problem. We don't know in which direction. We, I told you also before, it's from one day to the other, you don't know what's going on. And with that, you cannot make any, you can have an idea. But also for us, for the family, we cannot make projects. You know, we try, maybe we had projects last week to make, you know, to make evenings with an olive. Uh, we want to make last week um, an olive oil evening. And this week we wanted to make a saffron evening, which is professional people come, explain, you make a day. Also from people from here. We had to cancel last week. Everything was organized because on the beginning of the last week, the government said no dinners anymore, no evening at six o'clock. Everybody's at, ha- at home. And of course, this was a, a, a hard uh, <laughs> break for us, but you understand. And we say, okay, so it's so difficult to make projects. We have ideas. You, you, do have, you do have one project that I really want you to tell us about, and that's your cookbook. Oh, tell us yes. about your new cookbook. Yeah, we, that's beautiful. Since years, 
guests are asking me and Uli said, please tell me how you cook there. Please uh, explain. I explain by walking. I love to explain how we ended up here. What is my spirit that we came with two little boys. Now we have five and everybody told us you are mad to go so far away. You are not farmers. You don't have money. You have two kids and you leave a job in Switzerland. Work well, well working. And still we are here 29 years uh, ago. So two years ago, two of, two of our daughters-in-law, Robin, she's in Zurich. She's a journalist also. She's a writer. Now. And Claudia, she's the wife of um, uh, Misha, my son, which you know, which is also here in the restaurant engaged. She's with us. And uh, she's a chef. Two years ago, they said, listen, we are now cooking all your recipes because I cook, you know, if somebody, oh, how have you done that? This pelt salad. I said, listen, you take, you go to the garden, you look what you have, you cook this pelt well, and you add whatever you have, which is beautiful. But to make a cookbook, you have, or a, a book about you, you have to be more exact. I said, I don't have time and I'm not the person to do that. So they, these two ladies, my daughters, you know, said, listen, we are doing now that. So the chef, Claudia, and Robin, the writer and photograph, they started two years ago to, to uh, cook about 100 recipes from here. From the meat to the pasta, how to do pasta, um, vegetables, uh, canning, also how we can. And they did, but also a lifestyle book, uh, book with pictures. So Robin, she collected, she wrote all my cases with pictures of my kids, all pictures of 30 years ago, black and white, even how we came here, the children in the mud outside. We here with no, inf in, you know, with the kitchen, which was so old. And so they started to make a cookbook and lifestyle book about the farm. And um, so Robin came seasonal because spring season, summer season, autumn season and winter season. So autumn with the truffle, the mushrooms, olive oil, spring with the still winter vegetables, summer with zucchini, you know, all everything what we do seasonal because we cook seasonal. And they did a beautiful cookbook, but to have the money, they did a crowdfunding. So my son, one of my son is back in Switzerland. He works in an American bank, a loyal investment. So he's a banker. He said, I make a crowdfunding to find the money. He, they did a crowdfunding. To find that's to find the money to print it because we wanted to make it ourselves, and it started a month ago to find this money, and we are really really happy. Uh, in a month, we found uh, all this money to print this book, and now it's. So you have enough now? Yes, but oh great! Still, still but we have enough to do the print because you know you can okay. print one book or two. We had to bring, I think, 1,000 books or 500 books we had to print. And we found this money. And, of course, now we are still selling. There are still people who said, oh, I want it. I was too late or what. But the crowdfunding stopped two days ago with success. <laughs> Which we knew we did right people. We also, of course, we friends, family, but also people, guests, which were here. And mm -hmm. as it's coming out before Christmas, a lot of people say, oh, yes, it's in English. It's in English because English is the good language for everybody. And uh, it's also as a, a gift for Christmas, of course. So now I think in a week, 
we will have the book. <laughs> How can we order that on in your website? Yes. Can we order the book? Yes. Okay. Yes, you can okay. have the book with them. Yeah. And it's a beautiful book because it tells about the farm. It's with the recipes, which people also know. I will also sell it in my cooking classes now because we cook seasonal. So the, I gave now always a little my recipes, but the pizza is inside and the good flour, what you know when we did our pizza class, what is important to make a good, not just the flour, it's also uh, how you let raise the dough. It's um, the oven, of course. I say always, you need a, a wooden oven even if a small one, fire for pizza is so important. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some people have a green egg or they have the grill, which I can use as an oven. It's, but it's a beautiful book. It's a, we are so happy to have done that after so many years. And if you think that next year, it's for us, we are 30 years here. We are 30 years living in Tuscany. No going away because it's with farm animals. You don't leave even if sometimes you like to. And it's a pleasure to have that. It's a really big, big pleasure. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I will put your website in the show notes of this episode um, oh, yeah. of this podcast so people can, you know, see your website and see everything you have to offer when we can get there again and order your book. Yeah. Can we order your olive oil online too or oh, is that something we have to buy? Web shop. Mm-hmm. And also in the first lockdown, we were so happy. So many people supported us because we were really thinking about selling away, giving away the animals because they make oh. a lot of milk. They don't. Yeah. And if you don't sell the cheese, if you don't sell the milk, you cannot say stop making milk. I cannot need so many. <laughs> So big problems. The same with the garden. We had a huge garden. So first you think maybe just two weeks. Then you say, okay, I do it in the freezer. So I did cabbage, kale. I froze it. Eggs. We had so many eggs. Our chickens are living in the vineyard. We have about 50, ah. 60 chickens because they have a beautiful place there. It, we have a fence around. Everybody has fans in the vineyard because of the wild boars, which eat the grapes. You know, we have a lot of cinghiale. So they can live in the vineyard. They fertilize. They do work. They work for us. They fertilize the vineyard. They eat the bad insects, which are not good for the grapes. And they have a good life. And they have a little camper van, a a, a little trailer, which they sleep inside. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we move them in the vineyard. So they're free range. Uh, do you have do you have raccoons in Tuscany? Uh, no, Raccoon? no, not they get our chickens here. We uh, do have to have them yeah, inside foxes. at night. Yeah. Foxes and weasels. Oh, okay. Weasel, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so oh, weasels, okay. On the beginning, I started to keep the eggs. Then I don't did not know. Then I started to freeze that. I opened the eggs free. You know, this was a problem in, and so we had so many people which started to buy our products. This was beautiful. We even shipped to the States cheese and wine and oil. Oh, good. They sustained us so we could uh, pay a bit the farm. And so we did not sell the animals. But it's still a problem. If you have all these products, you also to sell them. <laughs> I hope that things yeah. get worked out soon. You know, t- today we have our election. I know. Uh, our- Yes, we also know. And so I'm glad. I'm glad I could talk to you now and not have my mind on it. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. We we also we 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 follow you. 
We all yes, I know. here in Europe follow, not just me. We are, yeah. we are not alone. We, everybody of us, we were even speaking by, we, had not, we have dinner time. So now when we ate dinner, we were speaking. We follow you. We are nervous like you at all. <laughs> Well, yeah. keep your fingers crossed for us, as they say. Keep your fingers. I know for, that the right person gets elected, and I won't go into politics here. But no. So I was reading on your website that now you're doing truffle hunts and yes. having uh, classes about yes. how learning how to prepare truffles. I go in my forest. I have a man. He's. A, I don't have mm-hmm. brain truffle dogs because it's not. Is that the tortufayo? Tortufayo, see, with his little dogs, which he are trained. So I go truffle hunting with guests and normally we cook, they, we cook the, all the, the truffle for them. And if they like, I do a truffle cooking class. So it's mm-hmm. not, I show, we do the fresh pasta because, you know, truffle is not cooked a lot, but I show how mm-hmm. the truffle can be used for desserts, for cooking the egg with truffle, the pasta with the truffle sauce, Beautiful. I make a kind of fondue, melted cheap cheese with truffle. Yes, we do that. You're making I, me hungry. So. I understand. <laughs> it's beautiful. You know, we are doing everything because it's, I think for me, food is connected with our life. We are what we eat. You know that we should, we spend money for good cell phones, cameras, computers. We should also spend a bit more money I say, well, eat less but better. <laughs> eat good quality. Eat uh, food which has a certain... It's all for us, for our future, for everything. If we pay a bit more for food which has a, is good, made in a correct way, it makes us happy. Food makes us also happy. We are what we eat. We well, you seem it. to be doing such a wonderful job of it on your farm. And, you know... Um, you know, but all my listeners don't know, I usually bring people to have the pizza making class, which is wonderful and fun, and we get to eat what we make. But I think when I finally am able to get back, I'm going to sign my group up for your truffle hunting class. We've done that other places, but I think that probably it'll be best done at your place. So much. Going in the forest. I say always, always, now we go away from tourist place. We go in the real forest we enjoy oh, good. the nature there. You see the dogs working, and it's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Sandra, you have a wonderful place. The, I mean, I, there's so many things going on there that are uh, worth uh, that it makes it worth visiting your farm and having a class, eating a dinner, seeing your animals in your garden. And I'm so happy that you agreed to uh, come on this show with me today. So I hope I will see you soon, hopefully next year anyway. Yeah, and look. Okay. All right. Well, arrivederci. Arrivederci also to you. We wait for you. We are here. We are active. I hope to uh, invite you to see our garden, our animals, and to make uh, something together. Yeah. And I hope everyone buys your cookbook. Absolutely. Also, we need it also to support the farm. Thanks a lot. Okay. Thank All right. Lot. Ciao. Grazie mille. Grazie mille. Vi aspettiamo. Arrivederci. Ah, arrivederci. <laughs> arrivederci. Well, that's it for this episode of Italy Inside Out. 
This podcast is sponsored by Travel in Italia, leading small group tours on the mainland and islands of Italy. You can find more information at www.travelinitalia.com. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe to this podcast. And until next time, arrivederci.